most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio. Your real talk station. 24 hours of commercial free programming. Brought to you today by Amazon. Check out SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support The Green Room. And now live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! Alright everyone, welcome to the program. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program. 323-203-0815. We got a very, we got a great program as always. I feel like that's the key to starting off every talk show. From watching talk shows my entire life, you got to start off with the show saying, "Oh my God, what an amazing show we have! We got plenty of show, even regardless of whether or not you believe that in your heart." Coincidentally, I actually do believe that this evening, but thought I'd throw that out there. I'd like to welcome into the studio my personal friend, stand-up comedian Ron Babcock. Hey, Sean, thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming on, man. I uh, I have to agree. I think it's going to be an amazing show. We I, got I, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to mix it up, a lot of good stuff. Oh wow, we uh we already got a caller calling in. All right, let's let's do this. We're doing it live here in the green room. Caller, you're on the air. Hi there. Hi, I'd like to be on the Sean Green Room show, please. Okay, well you're on the green room. What's going on? Hi. Well, my name's Jane Clements, and I'm, am I on li- Am I live right now? Yeah, you're yeah. live. Hi, Jane. Oh uh, well, hi. I better turn off the, uh, the player here, don't I? Yeah, turn off the player. Okay, there you go. What country are Hi. you in where you call it a player? Pardon? What country are you in where you call it a player? Um, I just got that up on the internet. Oh. oh okay, okay, cool. Thanks for calling in. Uh, where, where, where are you calling from? I'm, from? I'm in California at the moment. I'm the, the great country of California. All right. Party up. I'm from England, as you can probably tell. Okay. So uh, what's your take? What do you got? Do you have a question for me or Ron? I've got something that's been going on in my life that I want to share with you. All right, sure. Let it go. All right. Well, I'm calling because three of my friends burned themselves and got better immediately. Okay. It was really amazing. All they did was call the Fireburn doctor phone number. Fireburn doctor um, phone number? Yeah, Fireburn Doctor, 818-332-6445 is the number. Okay. It's a free service, and I, I told my friends about this, and when they burned themselves, you know, accidentally, they called right away. <laughs> Wait, and, they, um, they bur- so they bur- this wasn't instance, an on-purpose burning, this was an, a- an accidental job? Well, of course, yeah. I mean, 42 million people, you know, burn themselves every year. Accidentally so, or on purpose? Know, All right. Accidentally. Oh, okay. So you, that's you, the kind of statistics on burns okay yeah. so you feel like you have this public service you want to share with the entire green room listening audience if you're out in southern california Absolutely. yes that's right okay. i want you to tell everybody especially the mothers everywhere okay we yes, have a lot you, of we have a lot of moms listening to this program so feel free give out that uh, burn number again 818-332-6445 okay Wait, now, so how'd you, wait, what's doctor. your name? How'd you get involved in this burn uh, this burn promotion program? Last year, I helped make a, a film. Um, I'm, a, I'm sort of like art and design trained, and um, hadn't really done much filming, but I got involved with, with making a, a public service announcement all about it. All about it. 
Okay. And I took on Fire Chief Joe Lowe and um, also a medical doctor, Dr. Joseph. What, and uh, What kind of burns are we talking um, about? Are we talking like uh, like just a tiny burn or are we talking like crazy burns like that are like, you know, cover a large part of the body? Both and anything in between. Any any burns from water or fire. So, what, for instance, you... my, a friend of mine burned herself on a laser a laser wait. printer on the fuser. That wait, so you're uh, now these three friends that got burned. Did they get burned in separate incidents, or did was yes. it? Oh, okay. So you had three people that you knew that got burned, and you're like, all right, I'm going to tackle this issue, and so now you're promoting this burn hotline. Like, do you fix well, the burns I, yourself? Yeah, I've been telling. I told. I have told all my friends everywhere and everyone that I meet. All of, you know, fireburn doctor and that phone number. Okay, well, uh, um, well, thank, yeah, then, thanks for getting your message out. Do you listen to the green room regularly? This is my first time, actually. I've, I've, I've not long been over here, so uh, I will be listening from now on. Okay, yeah. well, thanks for tuning in. Thank you very much. All right, yeah. take care. Um, just tell everyone to put that on their fridge and on their <laughs> cell phone. Okay. Please, you know, well, we have 911 in this country, so I, th- I think they'll be all right. But oh, I appreciate 911 it. 911 works, too. This is, this is a medical doctor. Um, okay, we get it. I got I got some show to take care of. Thank you, though. Yeah, so carry on and go to the hospital, too. But you might find that you turn up and the burn's already healed up. That's what happened. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea who that was. was or that, Was that a Wiccan? That might have been. What was... That was... I was like... I wanted to keep asking, like, how do you cure the burns, like... That, it was what, a bizarre. Like what, it was what a bizarre. What secret are the hospitals not doing to you to cure the burns? It was a bizarre conversation. I, and do, I do like how she was a listener for literally ten seconds before becoming a caller. <laughs> Have you ever listened before? Oh, I've been listening to the intro, and I I like I was, what I, I had was to really hear. sold on the intro, and uh, I realized, yeah, this is a great way to get out to all the mothers. This burn unit hotline number. I assumed this was someone messing with me, but now nah, yeah. she seems uh, she's from. I don't England. know. It is. You know. It. it yeah. I, I don't know. It is kind of crazy kind of crazy it's it's very crazy ron very bizarre that someone just it almost was a pseudo crank call but she was just promoting public service announcement well, that's that's why the people of england they're great people well that's the thing is i was like in america oh, i don't know i don't it's like i don't want to make fun of it too bad because i know tomorrow with my luck i'm gonna burn myself pretty bad and then all of a sudden i'll be like <laughs> what was that number 818 i don't have I was, health insurance I was, not, I was not listening to the number at all i yeah. did not write it down hopefully uh, hopefully you folks uh listened to it and wrote it down all you people, well, I don't know if you can write it down if you're covered in burns right now. You're probably screaming in pain. Right. We have a lot of people that get burned frequently listening to the program. You know, they're hanging out, partying, listening to the green room. They uh, knock over a cauldron of acid. And or, next they're just, thing you know, or they're just hanging out with Sean Green at a comedy show, and he's just doling out zingers. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. people are getting burned. Speaking of comedy shows, we did a we did a show last night together. Ron and I did some stand-up together. Did the stand-em-ups? Did, uh, it was a show down in Costa Mesa, and Ron and I both had good sets. We were going up earlier in the night, and then it was one of those things, if you've never performed stand-up, when you have a good set and the and the crowd, you know, you, great response, yeah. you come back, you're like, yeah, that's I'm, I'm on top of the world, I'm doing it, and then you see someone really crappy go up and have a great set, and you're like, oh, man, th- those these people these are... These people know nothing! They're total idiots. I can't believe I was stoked about their validation. They knew nothing about comedy. This guy this guy went up on stage after us. He, he was Dane Cook light. He was just a good-looking guy who d- did wacky stuff, and, of course, this stupid crowd down in Orange County was just soaking it up. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Eating it up with a spoon. And it was... 
it really it, it crushes you a little bit. A little bit. I don't know. And people sometimes like when I talk about comedy back home, they're like, "Who do you like?" And I'm like, "Oh, really?" Like like people are like, "Oh, you're such a comedy snob." And I'm like, "Listen, when you go out and you do it every single night, and that's all you know, and that's all you watch. It's like if you you were like a wine drinker, and all you drink is wine, and you love wine. You're a connoisseur of it. You're not gonna go and drink, you know, whatever crap they sell at Trader Joe's, which personally I like. Like you're gonna right. be a bit of a, a wine connoisseur. And I feel the same way about comedies. Like I have such specific taste because it's all like I do. You know, it's all I watch. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't blame them. They're not that much. They're not that's that the thing, idiotic. You can't, you can't blame them because you're like you, if you don't if you don't see it that often, you're like. <laughs> well, and you know, it is. I mean. They are going out, having fun at a comedy show, laughing. <laughs> you would think as a comedian, I would, oh wow, people, other people are being successful. The comedy show was a success that I was a part of. But no, I just was filled up with more spite and anger towards other people. How much rage? It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, you had so much rage on your drive home. You know, oh, like, God damn it. Ron, speaking of rage on the drive home, I was driving home, and I threw, I have the satellite radio. I threw on the blues channel, listening to some blues. <laughs> Just driving home. It's a long drive back from Costa Mesa to where I live. Listen to some blues, and John Mayer comes on. John Mayer, I guess, had the blues band for a while. He had this, he had this song. He was singing called "Every Day I Have the Blues," and it goes, "Every day I have the blues." Nobody loves me. Nobody seems to care. You can't say that, no, John Mayer. He's John Mayer. He could have sex with any college girl he ever wants to, ever. You can't you, sing a blues song if you've ever experienced sexual napalm. You can't. You, what, when has he had a bad day? Like, what What has not gone right for that guy? What, that he's good-looking and he gets to, like, have sex with hot girls? Like, what's... Oh, man, sorry. You know he does stand-up now? Yeah, I know. That makes me hate him even worse. Yeah, I don't think he's... He can't be any good, though. No, like, there's he's, no. He's awful. Way. We played some clips the other week. And oh, really? It was it was god awful. But <laughs> we actually have my uh, father calling into the program, so I'm going to take this call. Daddy Green. Tom Green, you're on the green room. Hey, Pastor. What's going on, Dad? How you doing, man? Well, I uh, I'm I'm doing all right. I know this comes at a weird time. I, I was talking to Ron before and. I, I didn't know how to kind of tell you this. Don't don't it's, do it. No, it's don't it's, do it. It's kind of a big announcement, and I feel like I should just tell everyone at once. But I I got some good news for you, Dad. You're gonna be a grandfather. Really? Yep. How'd that happen? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I think you know how it happened. I I'd been seeing this girl, uh, Casey Jacobs. Uh, things were going pretty good, and I, you know, obviously, I don't want to call my future son or daughter a mistake, but things happen, and I'm going to take care of it. But I, I just wanted to let you know, and I wanted to let everyone listen to the show that we're, I'm going to be a father, and, and you're going to be a grandfather. All right. Before we get into that, I had a question for you. Sure. You know how you always call in, and uh, if you call in on WIP, you have to turn your radio down. Yeah. Do you have to tell people to turn their computers down? Right. Yes, I do. Is there any internet? Like right now, you're on mute. If I put this unmuted. Yeah. No. You would get feedback, Dad. Uh, things are going. Really? Yeah, Dad. Don't now? don't unmute the speakers. All right. Turn the radio down and listen to me. Okay. So, are you excited to be a grandfather? I don't know. That doesn't make me feel old. I think that's trying a, to make me feel old. That's a no. Yeah, that's, that's specifically why that happened, to try to make you feel old. All right, well, let me, I'll, uh, you want me to get your mother on the line? <laughs> you can tell her that. Um, 
He's the one that's starting to be a grandparent. <laughs> Matter of fact, she's got like uh, 600 eggs all set to go for Sunday. <laughs> all right, Dad. Well, I'll, I'll end the joke now. It's April Fool's. You just got greened. <laughs> Zinger. You have to go in there for a while. We have a phone number you can call because you just got burned. So, so Dad, uh, did you believe that at all? What was your take on that? You didn't seem that thrown off. You seemed to believe it, but you didn't really seem to care. No, I mean, I would care. I just, you know, I wouldn't know what to think about it. I mean, if that happens, it happens, you know. Listen, I know you just mentioned about a grandson, but I have this question if I turn on the computer monitors. <laughs> I know, Dad. When I when I really do have a, uh, have a son, is the first thing you're going to ask me some inane question about speakers? <laughs> I just wanted to get that out of the way. I don't know if I have a yeah, well, I love how it's on his mind. I, mean, I love I how it. your your que- your basic question about talk radio didn't derail the fact that I told you I'm having a child, or that I'm creating a child. That didn't derail you from your your talk radio questions. No, I mean I've been thinking about that question all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, it's a good talk radio question. Oh, this is this yeah. is a perfect well, example. Feedback, though, it's all through the internet. Right? I mean, if you're getting feedback from me, then you're, you know. Dad, come on, you're you're an engineer. You realize what's going on when the when the computers project. It's a slight delay because of the internet. So when the audio from the from the show coming out of the speakers goes through the phone, it creates a loop and it creates feedback. All right. Are you serious when I have this phone? You got some feedback. Dad, don't. That's a good Dad, explanation, Sean. All right, Dad. Okay, right now you're on the computer. Dad, now it's feeding back. Turn the speakers off. I'm going to hang up on you if you don't turn those speakers off. I'm going to turn this talk show around. My dad. You can ask me about McNabb. Yes. Well, first off, I want to go into something real quick. My dad was class. Whenever we go on a road trip, you know, the the classic dad line is, I'll turn this car around. My dad wouldn't, I don't think it ever got to that point. But what I would always ask my dad is, what time do you think we're going to get there? And my dad would never give me an estimate. Wouldn't even give me uh, about three hours, maybe four hours, because he was so afraid that if he gave me a time, I would try to hold him to it. And he just refused to ever give me even an estimate on how long it would take to get there. Why did you torture me like that, Dad? I got that from my dad, all right? <laughs> and he had seven kids in the car, not three. All right, he had a lot harder. Seven kids. <laughs> my gosh, what was he doing? Like winning a contest? They'd say, when are we going to be there? You just don't, uh, you don't put out a number. You don't just throw a number out there. <laughs> all right, Dad. So, Ezzy, uh, I, I asked you to call originally to talk about... <laughs> Donovan McNabb, what do you think? Are the Eagles going to trade him? Should they trade him? You're still seeing that girl, Casey? <laughs> no, Dad, that was that was made up. That was all part of the April Fool's package. All right. No, I know you're like five questions behind. Now you're going to ask about the speakers again. But what do you think about Donovan McNabb? Are they going to trade him? Should they trade him? Uh, all right. I don't know if they're going to trade him or not. There's all, you know, all kinds of rumors floating around. Every night it's on on uh, Daily News Live and on all the Philly channels, but they're they're kind of running out of things to talk about. And, um, I think they probably should. He uh, he had his chances, and he's had his, yeah, quarterback. Dad, are you calling in on a cell phone? You got to call in on the landline, Dad. Come on. 
and uh, to, you know, give the white guy a try. <laughs> that, was the, that was the only thing that came through was give a white guy a try. Dad, call in on the landline next time. You're driving the listeners crazy. <laughs> yeah, it sounds kind of awesome. All right, I got to let my dad go. <laughs> you, you just fired your dad. I, I, don't, I didn't think my dad would necessarily believe the prank, but it seemed like he totally believed... I at least thought he would be interested in what you had to say. Like, at least a, a small, like, hey, you're gonna be grandfather. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, when radios play their sounds... <laughs> he's, just, he's he's like me and my brother. We we get an idea, we get we get an, uh, something going on in our head, and we just get stuck on it, uh-huh. and we can't focus on anything else. I th- I totally believe my dad. He probably woke up this morning and was listening to talk radio in the car, and then thinking about, oh, wow, I wonder if this affects Sean's talk radio show. So he was thinking about that all day. You have a lot in common with the burn doctor then. Because that she had some laser-like focus when she called up. My dad just texted me, why did you hang up? I gotta <laughs> tell him to call back on the landline. Is he, is he texting from a landline or a cell phone? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Does, uh, wait, does everybody hate Donovan McNabb now? I don't follow sports. I only know that the Eagles always come close to winning and then they choke. That's about right, right, Sean? That's about right. Right? It's a they, tortured existence being a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah, because you guys made it pretty far this year, and then you choked, right? Not not as far as we normally do. Um, not as far as... Uh, we lost in the first round of the playoffs, the Eagles. Aren't Eagles fans the worst? Like, Aren't they known as being like the like lowest of like? Well, we've booed garbage. Santa Claus. We, we hate a lot of things. Dad, you got to call in on the landline next time. But all right, so sum up. What are your thoughts on Donovan McNabb? Hold on. I had you on speakerphone. <laughs> oh, okay. Take me off speakerphone. That's definitely going to cause some feedback. God. You call yourself an engineer? I want to be able to uh, do some internet stuff while I was talking. I'm, I'm learning the most. No wonder, no wonder you weren't phased when I told you I was having a kid. You were just busy surfing yeah. the net. Yeah, oh no, man. Did you see that Google yeah, changed their name you know, to Topeka? I didn't know what to think of it, so it takes a while to sink in. All right, Dad. So lay it on me. Give me your opinion on Donovan McNabb. No, they probably ought to get rid of him, seriously. I don't think, uh, I just don't think he has it. You know, he, he has too many, and all those, I mean, you watched all those games. I watched most of them with you. He, if he would have played just a little bit better, in, you know, in any of those games, including the Dallas game last year, he had two, two weeks in a row he could have beat Dallas. The last game he had Macklin wide open in that first period. You know, he throws it like six feet behind him and over his head. It's just he. Uh, it's not that he he's that bad. He's a good quarterback, man. Probably a great quarterback. He just. Um, I don't think he's ever going to win a championship. So if he can get a first round or second round, or then they said, uh, you know, Reed came out and said he wants a 42nd pick for him, which was ridiculous because I'm not even sure he's going to get that. But I don't know. I'd give Kyle a chance and maybe keep. Um, you know. What's his name around? Uh, Michael Vick. Michael Vick, yeah. What was your take when the Eagles signed Michael Vick? Did it bother you that he had been involved in dogfighting before he came to the Eagles? Not really. I mean, he, he, you know, he grew up with uh, dogfighting. He didn't know any better. He's a hound dog, you know, <laughs> way back. <laughs> no, it's kind of like Iverson. They grow up in a certain culture and they get a ton of money. He didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Yeah. So, uh, no, yeah, I mean, they, that's the thing. People yeah. want to get on him. But they, it's you grow up in the housing projects. I'll tell you what you don't see is a lot of dogs walking around with sweaters. They don't understand. 
If you grew up in, in in a culture like that, you don't understand treating dogs as your equal. Yeah, but he he, yeah, he, like, it, he uh, electrocuted that. Uh, That's messed up. You know, the cock fights. They, they put chickens in a ring and they go at it. You know, it's all over the world. People do that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't think he thought it was wrong. Yeah. He really paid a price. Yeah, no, I don't think he's a great like, guy, but he should be allowed to play in the league. You guys like uh, Dante Stallworth that, you know, killed the guy down in Florida. He says 23 days in jail. Yeah, man, definitely got a point there. I heard him on the news today. He's back, uh, well, you know, I, I guess, with the Ravens or something. I just hate that they make it seem like he's never going to play in the league again, and then, like, two years go by, three years go by, and they're like, oh, you can come back now. It's like just everybody knows that's going to happen anyway. Nobody gets banned for life because they can make money off him. Exactly, Ron. Yeah. It's all about the dollar well, bill. If he goes somewhere else, I mean, Philly's been pretty good to him. If he, if he goes somewhere else and is like a starting QB, he's going to, you know, that's just always going to follow him, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, he lost he lost a ton of. He to Cleveland. Yeah, he, <laughs> he lost a to ton Cleveland, of money. They got the dog pound out there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's gonna be having. He's gonna fight the fans in the in the dog <laughs> pound stadium. The dog pound. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dad. Well, th- well, thanks for calling in and. I hope you didn't fall All too right. hard for that practical joke. No, no, no. All right, well, let me know what his name is next time. <laughs> All right, it's a she, but okay. All right. <laughs> All right, see you, Dad. All right. <laughs> it's an insight into what my dad does. Yeah, he's an engineer? Yeah, he's an engineer. Okay. Very analytical dude. Speaking of my family, my <laughs> this, is, this is too funny. My sister recently had a birthday last week. My brother who's uh, 18 years old, in college, he got her a present, he got her a hair care product, but what he got her was hair relaxer for ethnic women. Essentially something that, essentially what black women would use to treat their hair, to straighten it out. Yeah, it was in that that Chris Rock's documentary, Hair, all about that stuff. Right, my brother got that as a gift for my sister. I don't know what he thought he was, where he got this idea, what he thought. Is your sister ethnic? No. Okay. I, <laughs> no, I assume. She's, she's I as wanna... pale as and Irish as myself. So I'm gonna call my brother now. I don't even know if he's gonna pick up. I don't. I don't know if he's listening. What, what a crappy gift. Like, I mean, <laughs> first of all, it's like just telling your sister, like, hey man, you should change. Like, <laughs> you need to do something about your hair. Mm, man, that... he got me for Christmas. He got me an Eminem CD. The only thing was, it was a burn CD. <laughs> So, the cheapest gift in the world. Something we I'm gonna celebrate the Christ birth by illegally downloading files. Yeah, hey man, I uh just downloaded just download this album right off Napster, whatever the kids are using these days. Alright, I'm gonna give my brother a call, see if he's BitTorrent clients, by the way. That's what we're using. Please enjoy the music while your party is reached. We will enjoy the music, thank you, lady. Is this a theme to Knight Rider? I don't think so. It's a Knight Rider inspired song though. It does, it does have a fast, catchy beat like that. Yeah, kids rolling up through the desert. It's like it has the red thing in front. Uh, he's probably not gonna pick up. I hope not, so we can listen to this sweet jam. <laughs> I always feel weird when people have these on their phones. Like, oh yeah, I want to listen to some music. Yeah, sure. At the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hello, Jared. Leave G- a callback number, press 5. Hello, Jared. I'm calling from the Ethnic Hair Care product line. We're calling about your recent purchase of Ethnic Hair Care products. Want to see if you were satisfied with them and if there's anything we can do to make your Ethnic Hair Care products more ethnic or 
Prodigy. Chuck, it's Sean. I'm I'm on the radio show. Give me a call back. 323-203-0815. Thank you All for right, your maybe he'll, maybe he'll <laughs> Maybe he'll call back later. Oh, Chuck, well, I thought it was Jared. No. I should call back and say I'm sorry. It's all right. I think he realizes who he is. He'll, you can put two and two together. Mm-hmm. That's a weird present, man. He's, he's, he's not exactly the best gift giver, is he? No, he's not. That's why I feel like we, you know, as an older brother, I feel like I got to call him out on it. Well, ethnic hair care, that's an odd odd video, or odd gift to give someone. But, I mean, I've, I used to give crappy gifts when I was a kid. But I, well, I'm talking like three years ago. I, I used to give the, the burnt CDs out. But I would make like a mix CD, but I would like – I'd make it a little bit clever. Personalize it a little I, bit. Yeah, I'd, I'd put – it'd always be like uh, – it'd all be anti-Christmas music themed because I can't stand most Christmas music. So it'd always be like, you know, all I ever wanted for Christmas and I'd have like, you know, the Christmas crossed out and then put music. And then I would like, you know, put a sweet CD of like some sweet jams together and give them out because I was making no money, and that's all I could give out to friends and family. But uh, just the show some, th- show some thought. I mean, I it like was it. a little bit of effort. Not well, much. I could think I could think of a worse present, and that is a video game from Japan. I watched this story on CNN the other evening, and it's startling to say the least. So take a listen to this. The heart of Japan's electronics district. The world's games of tomorrow on sale today. First off, that's so annoying when they do that in every. Yeah. Uh-huh. Every news journalism piece, stars of today, tomorrow, or stars of tomorrow, I get it. Today. Japan's in the future. I get <laughs> it. We're behind Japan. It, everything you ever hear about Japan, they're like, well, in Japan, they're light years ahead. It's like, okay, I get it. All right, fine. Right. Japan's in the, so let's see what's in the future. On shelves in mainstream stores, plenty of what's known here as hentai games. Almost all feature girlish-looking characters. All right, that sounds yeah, kind of interesting. Cool. Hentai, that's catchy. Yeah. Nice. Some are violent, depicting mm. rape, torture, and bondage in detail. Didn't take long to find a game where the object is revenge. Find and rape the woman who fired the player from his imaginary job. <laughs> Somehow, I, uh, I think this is the only scenario where this guy does have a job. In the <laughs> video game world where he... How do, you, how do you pick that game out? Body from a job of creating a rape game. <laughs> Oh, God. Most of this game, we cannot show you. <laughs> but they can play audio, audio in the background. Which is even Once creeper the on the radio. On sale in Tokyo, it's digitized and shared everywhere. This one called Rape Play. <laughs> Rape Play? Yeah. Can, can you, the Japanese, if you're light years ahead when it comes to technology, can't you come up with more creative titles than Rape Play? No, they usually, because whenever they translate into English, it always comes out just a little bit off, you know? So it's like Rape Play. All right. Sorry, sorry, Ron. I didn't, I didn't mean to no. criticize them and their rape video game industry. No, I, I, I was on your side. It is... <laughs> Japan's a creepy place, man. It's pre- I've been there. And hey, it's uh, it's like it's like my dad always said. Any place that has vending machines that you can get used panties at is a country you don't want to live in. Begins with a teenage girl on a subway platform. With a click of your mouse, you can grope her and lift her skirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but the that sound that was going in the background is wind digitally coming through the video game and blowing the girl's skirt up. What an odd fantasy. And if, her giggling. If you've ever been wa- watching porno or something, you're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm really creepy. Just listen to this. You, the player, stalk her, her sister, and her mother following them on the train. That's a messed up what shit. What follows is a series. I, who, who out there is just the oh, is man. just the girl, not enough? We're like, oh, wait, let's involve the mom, the sister. I want to stalk the entire family. Yeah, do you have a sister and a mom? 
What follows is a series of graphic, interactive scenes that we can't show you. Players can point. <laughs> I feel like CNN is in a way kind of yeah. promoting it. Wow, it's so crazy, we can't even show it. But if you go on YouTube right now, you could see it all. Like, right, they're just basically show showing... It. Oh yeah, here's Google, and yeah, you can just check it out, and yeah, I mean, once it's once they release in Japan, it's literally digitized everywhere. You don't have to go too far to find these rape video games. The women to rape them again and again, and it goes on from there. The game infuriated women's rights groups. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, weird. I, oh man. I would love to like be in the gaming room because you know they have to have a quality control room where they bring everybody in. Oh yeah, like, guys, right. you need to get this rape game together. <laughs> All right? Like, this is such... This isn't real. What, you think this is real rape right here? Come on, guys. We, right. I mean, that's... We have customers... Out in L.A. here, you always see jobs. Video game tester. $9 an hour. You come in. Oh, my God. All you got to all you gotta do is love video games. Can you imagine the ad they place for? Yeah. Love video games? Love simulating rape? Come on down to this Japanese weird warehouse. And <laughs> like you said, they're going to be sitting there like, all right... Ah. I've raped a lot of women in person, and I gotta be honest, it's just not, it's not working for me. She's not fighting it enough. But how do you win this game? Like, what's, <laughs> and, I mean, is there like a boss that you play where that's like a real big woman that she's really hard to rape, and then you're like, oh, I gotta be on my shit to get this one. You yeah, know? there's like the the Koopa at the end of the at yeah. the end of the game. I'm sorry, but your princess is in another castle. Oh man, I get to rape more. Awesome. But it's weird because if you have a any like first person shooters like are extremely violent and everyone's like yeah but those are cool but then this one like but then but there's something about this as soon as you hear this you're like rape play oh my god that's like horrible like it's nothing sacred right it is weird because they, they at the end they interviewed people it, 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 the audio wasn't that great but at the end they interviewed people who tried to defend why this game was and, and that's kind of the argument they were using oh yeah oh oh hey Everyone uses shooting up, shoot 'em up video games. You don't hear people complaining about that, huh? What's what's wrong with a couple just enjoying a simulated rape video game? It's very creepy. <laughs> it it's super creepy, and it's in a weird way like people get to like it normalizes it. You know what I mean? Like it makes it um I don't know. It makes it kind of like oh like it makes it just more normal. Like the fact that you're playing in a video game and there's no real consequences to your actions. Like there's and there if there's guys who are getting raped video games, that's like one step away. Right. You know, like, I play first-person shooters. I'm not about to go out and shoot up my post office. Japan is such a weird country. They it's bring a, us they bring us the, up anger, you know? They bring us the Tamagotchi, and you're like, oh, wow, look at the, They're such a simple people. All they do, they feed their digi-pets all oh, day. Oh, look at them eating noodle soup, and then all of a sudden behind it, they're playing these rape video games. Jesus. When, when I was there, in, uh, I went there in 1999, and the, this was, I'm honestly, God, this was the fashion uh, the women wore skirts, right? But all the skirts were like see-through, like almost like a slip where, you know, and you could – it was like – so we got off the boat and I walked in there and I'm like – and all the women were wearing like slips and you could see through their skirts and I'm like – I felt like I was doing something <laughs> wrong. Like I'm like, this is crazy. Like you could Did you see go up and did you talk to them? No, because I didn't know any Japanese and they were all uh, – actually, they do like hairy white men over there. So, Green, you would clean it up. Why am I not there right now? Why – why is that not a trend? When is – I really should have I love been. the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, we like like hairy – because it's like nobody there. They're like, you know, what's different? They're like, uh, big hairy guys. So you and me, man, we should go to Japan and just clean, clean up. Clean up. Yeah. They're too – all the guys are too busy playing video games, you know? <laughs> And who do you who do you play that with? Is it a is it a guy thing? Like guys, come on, come over. We'll have a sleepover, play some rape video games, just see where the night takes us. Do you play online where one of you gets to be the girl and like has to get away, and then the other one gets to be the guy and has to get you? What is the bad guy? 
the bad guy is what? The woman escaping and not getting raped? Yeah, yeah, or like justice is justice yeah. the bad guy? You go to like if you don't if you do it, you get caught by the police. Like it's just like it's just a creepy man. It's like that sex dolls. You ever see that documentary? The real No, doll? I mean I I've seen those dolls. It's um it's it's pretty nuts. Like the one guy has a separate apartment for all his like basically these sex dolls, but they're like very very realistic looking. I mean, but they're still like, you know, freaking dolls. Right. But they're still but they're like, you know, like ten thousand dollars, something like this, and the guy has so many of them. And they interview one guy whose job it is to like he services the dolls where they send it to him and he has to like fix all the joints because the guys oh, have like God. <laughs> you guys have like banged him too hard where they've like broken oh, wh- him. What a unique job position. How do you, first off, how do you get that job? Do you put that on your resume? No. But you a know real what? doll mechanic. People are so mad. Certified. Everybody has their weird like sexual things. Like they're I bet you that guy's like, you know, set for life, you know? <laughs> Wait, like, I mean, the, he, there's the he, real doll mechanic? Yeah, because every you know what, man? People have like such crazy. If, right. If I get kids, games, maybe like, that's what I should do. Tell them, hey, kids, it's a tough job market out there. What you do is find find a niche industry that services the really creepy, sexually perverted people, and that's a business that's never gonna go. Computer programmer, rape video game. Mm-hmm. Mechanic. Hey, we real all, doll mechanic. We can't all be Irish Catholic and have missionary style sex all the time, okay? <laughs> Some of us like to step it up. All right. Speaking of crazy things that kids should not be doing, I saw this on the internet. It's a school play. Uh huh. It's going viral. It's, this is a video from a kid's school play. Tell me if any of this dialogue sounds familiar. Can't you stop saying fudge all the time? It's boring, Tony. Boring? What's boring? You're boring. Fly, Billy. Go fly. Come on, bacon. You do coke and you kill people. That's <laughs> wonderful, Tony. <laughs> These are kids at yeah. a school play reenacting Scarface. All right. I will bet you $20 right now that there, there there's no way this is some sort of like viral video marketing thing. I bet you 20 bucks it totally is that they're I'll take that bet. Okay. Bet has been taken. I'm I'm not I'm, right. not I'm not I'm not the type of guy to turn down a bet. I agree. This is can, almost too crazy. Can we drop it down to ten though instead of twenty? <laughs> like just because I'm kind of tired. I, like, I got a little. I didn't realize you're gonna jump on board so quickly. All right. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back down from a twenty dollar bet, Ron. Okay. Trust me. So you won't back down from a ten dollar bet. Awesome. No, I so won't. I'll bucks. take that too. All right. Wait, no. <laughs> separate. There's so much crazy. There's so many crazy things about this video. First off, the fact that they say fudge. These kids. These cute kids keep saying fudge, but then they then they have no problem saying all you do is do coke and kill people all day. You're boring. Fly, Billy, go fly. Come on, bacon. You do coke and you kill people. That's <laughs> wonderful, Tony. Well, uh, that that young girl has sarcasm nailed. I don't know, man. I mean, as a comedian and actor, the thing I find most offensive is the delivery of some of those lines. I mean, enunciate, you know? Like, you got to project to your audience. I mean, there's just... Right, this is live theater. They're kind of running over each other. I got a fighting joke for a I mean, you can't even <laughs> pronounce it, pal. Like, you know, if you're going to be a performer, like, take some pride in your work. Exactly. You son of a bee. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like she's reading it off a cue card to me. I mean, It's cold, rigid. I'm not getting into either of these characters. I'm not, certainly it's not believable. We're missing the passion. The bet... Uh, Besides the the hilarious sanitized dialogue, <laughs> instead of having a giant pile of Coke on the kid's desk, it's a giant pile of popcorn. <laughs> but they're talking about Coke! <laughs> I will be so polluted. I can't even fudge you little baby with her. I'm leaving I mean, you, He sounds drunk, so. 
Okay, so sir, you wanna fudge with me? You fudge with <laughs> the best. You wanna fudge with me, huh? Huh? This kid has gotta be a badass on any sort of playground situation. Well, play oops, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is him just tearing it up. That's what it's like. Wait, what kind of awful parent is whistling yeah, during no, this? Like, just, oh, encore! Just off camera is the worst stage mom in the world. I think probably what happened was there was a PTA meeting. Someone who had some experience in Hollywood came in and was like, all right, guys, look, we got to go to these stupid kids' plays one way or the other. Let's at least enjoy it. Let's at least make it entertaining. I can't wait to see next year's production of Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, what what won't they tackle? If this is the stuff that, okay, yeah, you know, that yeah, that seems appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I just, I, I, but I bet you 20 bucks, man. I bet you it's for... Uh, some I don't know what it is, but it just seems so like little kids saying naughty things. It's what happened? It's what's comedy that, gold. You what's could, happened to reality though? This this world of of people faking stuff, and then is that real? And then th- the whole media has has saturated so much that you you're so involved in everyone's goddamn life that it everything's so pulled back. Says the guy who just tried to trick his dad into thinking that he had a child on right. the way. Mm. Yeah, no, the real joke is that. Uh, we're terminating the pregnancy. That was that was the other part of the yeah, April well, you, Fool's yeah, joke. Yeah, you said you said I'm gonna take care of it. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? Like, because you already said son right. and daughter. So. Well, I was waiting for the idea. Of the whole practical joke was that my dad would have some sort of reaction, not to just. It's not like he even said, oh, you must be goofing around, or oh, I think you're joking. If I uh, <laughs> if by terminating the pregnancy, you mean you were gonna have Arnold Schwarzenegger do it? <laughs> good old horrible. good old Arnold. You take care of that baby. Terminating the pregnancy. It's well, speaking of reality, I know Logan, uh, he's got a new job, work in production. He I'm doing double time tonight, man. Right. You're working the Ron role and the Logan role. He hasn't been able to make it, so I know there's a lot of diehard Logan fans out there. Haven't been able to get their, their, little, uh, their little fix of Logan. I know people out there, they're like, man, I miss Logan. I love when he does that thing. <laughs> people are just, they're just big Logan fans. I know how it is. I live with Logan now. And I thought, as an homage to Logan, since he's not here, I would do a little, I would do a little segment I'd like to call "Life with Logan." Now, this living with Logan, you pick up a lot of a classic gems. I would call them. Living with Logan sounds like a sitcom. Living with Logan, and this is this is an actual situation that Logan, Logan put himself in. This is an actual Logan quote from "Hanging Out and Living with Logan." <laughs> this is Logan's haiku music. So, okay, enter Logan. Hey guys, is this the Jersey Shore? Because we got a situation going on. I can't find my Coke. <laughs> Way to beat. Actually, a couple minutes. Oh, there it is, behind the toaster oven. Logan, you silly goose. End scene. Did he really say Logan, you silly goose? Yeah, he, ad- he addressed himself as Logan in the third person, and then calling said, himself a silly goose. goose. Man, I, non-stop entertainment hanging out with that guy. If you live he is. with him, no, he's a he's a good guy. <laughs> he just says he just says funny stuff constantly. Did he lose his coke on purpose so he could use that Jersey Shore line? <laughs> he might have, but he seemed really stoked when he found it. So I don't know. I don't know if he would mess around with coke like that. 
I don't know if he would quite. I don't know if he's that, you know, willing to joke around. I'm assuming you're talking about a mountain of cocaine, right? No, no. Oh. I know we just came through that Tony Montana clip, but oh, that's, Lo- yeah. Logan doesn't roll that way. No, Logan's no. Logan's into just regular old-fashioned coke. Oh. Well, I saw this on Nightline the other night. This is mixed martial arts, but instead of your normal MMA, this is a little a little different theme to this MMA. Mixed martial arts is pretty badass. But this isn't your grandfather's bar fight. That's another great f- journalism intro. This isn't your grandmother's American gladiators. Well, why does this guy automatically assume that my grandfather got into a lot of bar fights? Like he, he Ron, they know your grandfather. They know how he rolled. He worked in a train car diner. He worked very hard. <laughs> all right? Grew up in the d- depression. Why don't you back off, pal? My grandpa was a good guy. Hurt like hell, but... <laughs> and then as soon as I tape you, let's pray. Yeah. And some of these fighters... <laughs> oh, in case you boy. missed that, he said, as soon as I tape you, let's pray. Oh, boy. Get Bible beaters. Father, we just uh, thank you for the opportunity to go out tonight and to train and compete. and A whole new meaning. Lord, we just pray that you protect our fighters as well as the other guys. We pray that we would be a representation of you. I was How? How are you a representation of the Lord? This is for Christ! Punch! So, <laughs> I, I don't even know. Flabbergasted is yeah. how I would describe it. How can you wish for the Lord to protect the other guy, but still wish to be a great representation? Obviously, God, if he was in the ring, he would tap the other guys out. Well, Lord, I want you to protect me, but not as much as you protect the other guy, because I want to win. Thank <laughs> so, you, Lord. Slightly more than the other guy. This is for you. Uh, as a brand new Christian, I was fighting all the way through Bible college. <laughs> what? You know, you know, that's a phrase you don't hear a lot. Yeah. I was fighting my my way all through Bible college. Way, I had to fight my way through Bible college. That's how I earned a, earned a living. I'm a scrappy fighter. I'm hungry. Been fighting my way up through through Bible college. I trained the army on how to fight. This is just a part of who I am. It's my DNA. Jab. One, two. What a weird DNA to have. Yeah. You, you train the entire the army. The leader of fight. this unorthodox group of warriors is John Rinkin, an evangelical pastor and founder of Extreme Ministries. His <laughs> <laughs> and if you're if you're asking, it's spelled giant capital X that also some has a somehow has a crucifix worked into it, bringing grace to oh, a lost no. world. Church slash gym is squeezed between the Goodwill store and the beauty school in a Clarksville, Tennessee strip mall. Of course it is. Where At else this would it church, be? Okay, now they're showing a picture of a of Christ on the cross and saying submission is the only way to win. <laughs> just, that's the only way you lose in yeah, UFC. You can't submit. Let's just say they don't quite believe in turning the other cheek. <laughs> these guys, these journalists just love their own jokes. I'm imagining it like he's just winking at the audience as he's saying that. Turning the other cheek. Look at Wink. these look at these simple folks. If Jesus Christ walked into All right, so you know this is awesome. Anytime they have someone like this and they set it up with a hypothetical of Jesus Christ like if he's walking into can the we, Can we double or nothing that this answer is gonna be hilarious, Ron? Yes, uh, I will I, I will agree with you on that. Right. And saw you in a cage, <laughs> bloody with another it's funny this guy i don't know if he's gay but he's super effeminate so it's it's funny him asking these questions to this guy the guy also bloody what in the world do you think jesus christ would think he'd probably think you know wow that's cool what <laughs> wow what would give you any indication in the bible that jesus who always preached to turn the other cheek a life of nonviolence and of helping thy brother that he would walk into someone getting his ass kicked and go 
Yeah, man. Pretty sweet. I guess this guy, whenever he goes in the ring, he's just imagining, all right, these are money lenders. They just started trading inside the temple. Oh, not in my temple. Time to unleash the fury. (laughs) He would think it's pretty cool. (laughs) He would think it's pretty awesome. I love how just everyone uses Jesus to push their own agenda. No, yeah, Jesus... No, Jesus wants me to do this. Yeah, it's like the, it's weird. I'm like, I don't know if like you should be speaking on that guy's behalf. That's so weird, man. Well, Ron, I don't know. See, I, w- I grew up very religious. I don't know how religious... You, you claimed up, you were religious. Hey, but man. Catholic, you don't, junior don't you high, remember? high school, college. Yeah, I'm, I grew up religious as well. You don't remember the story where he, right before the Last Supper... He choked Judas out. You don't remember oh, that. He said the one that taps is the one who is going to betray me. <laughs> then the rooster crowed three times. You and don't yeah, remember that Bible? He, I think verse? I do. Yeah, he choke slammed Judas right through the the table. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Get out of here, brother." Yep. Yeah, yeah. I I do remember. Reading <laughs> you that you once. think Jesus Christ yeah. would think this is cool? You know, cool. you think about it. Uh, look at what Jesus endured for our our sake. He faced his own cage in life. <laughs> doesn't even make sense. No. You're just saying words. <laughs> he faced his own cage in life? Like that, that, like. Well, what was he caged in by? Yeah, like he faced his own cage in yeah, life. Yeah, he was, he was okay. beaten and whipped by the Romans. Like I know you said something there, but what does that exactly mean? <laughs> the best is the guy's, he like raises his eyebrows like he just made this really awesome point. Listen, and man, let's when just. when he came out, he was a much bigger, bloodier mess than I have ever been. <laughs> But make no mistake, this sport known as mixed martial arts can leave you a bloody mess. It's a combination of wrestling, kickboxing, and other martial arts. It's made the ultimate fighting championship a hit. The action is so is that I want to reach people with the gushes that I want to reach championship. This is him explaining how his the action is so brutal it's banned in seven states. When I go into the ring, I'm going in there to fight. But I'm also going in there for the reasons that we've been talking about, which is that I want to reach people with the gospel. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Do you, like, beat them over the head with a Bible? Like, how? God. At 37, John no longer competes. All right. Now, that, yeah, it just gets... Turn the other cheek so I can beat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, is that awesome. But I don't know. I mean, let's be honest. If Jesus wasn't an MMA fight versus Buddha, I think he would pretty much kick ass. He was he was pretty ripped. He he had the body of an MMA fighter, real tone. He was lean. He was mean. Six foot tall. Had good reach. You know. I think he had that crazy beard. Get inside people's heads. Had a lot of intimidation. You know. There's one thing I I could guess just by looking at Jesus. Amazing ground and pound. He's he's not he's not the type of stand up fighter that you would think he would be. He's the guy. He's he wants to get it on the ground. He wants to choke you out. He finishes fights. Yeah, you know, and he'll finish and uh he'll make you not get back up. So. One thing about Jesus Christ, he finishes fights. Well, I want to touch on this sports story. This came out a couple of weeks ago, but we weren't able to hit on it. This is an autistic teen who picked the first two rounds of the NCAA perfectly. And if you're wondering, what are those odds? It's one in 13.4 million to get those 48 games right in a row. All, all the first, that's pretty good. It's insane. It's one out of 13.4 million. The real crime was that it wasn't for any money. Oh, no. He just did it like on his own? Yeah. See, well, I, I watch all the games on TV when they go on the air, and then until when the last one's done playing, like on the West Coast, like when the West Coast ones are done playing. This kid's Especially autistic. Especially at tournament so, time, yeah. your wall-to-wall basketball. Yeah, yeah. So, did you have a pretty good working knowledge of? All right, but all right. First off, this is. I mean, good for him. Good for the kid. No, not good for him. How how's that not good for the kid? 
It's not good for the kid because he got the first two brackets right. Okay. And now his bracket has been busted. He had Purdue winning the championship. He had Purdue winning? And nowhere <laughs> close. I mean, what is this guy, a retard? He can't, can't, can't pick a bracket right? No, here's the thing. Here's the thing with autism, though, is that, like, autism is a it's a terrible uh, disease that people have to deal with. But, like, with autism, like, you, there's certain parts of you that will be, like, socially awkward and, and, and won't be quite all there. But then there are other parts of you that, like, are amazing. Like, you'll be really good at math or music or you pick all the NCAA brackets right. Like, it's the only disease where you kind of get this weird, awesome offshoot. Like, nobody gets cancer and then be like, oh, yeah, but you also have x-ray vision now, so that's kind of cool. I'm never going to Las Vegas again without someone who is autistic. So if you know anyone who's autistic, they want to go they free trip on me to Las Vegas this fall. Help me pick some uh, NFL football games. I think we just got our second sitcom idea. Feel I free mean, to email me, Sean, at SeanTGreen.com. Make sure you send that in. Living with Logan and... uh uh. Autistic in Las Vegas. Hey, if it worked for Vegas-tistic? Rain, <laughs> no, I, I'll work on it. I'll get something. Oh, man. All right. Well, I let's see. Well, it's time to wrap it up. I would like to play this. Someone sent me this. This is Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. You can look it up on YouTube. But someone took Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, and translated it into some uh, NES songs from like 8-bit. Oh, like... Entire Dark Side of the Moon album, so you know, I, wanted to, I wanted to point that out. Make sure you check that out. I just listened to, you know, how, like Justin Bieber. Every I didn't know who he was, so I just listened to him, and he. Uh, I just want to say that his music sounds like a Nintendo just threw up on itself. It's <laughs> atrocious, but it does. It sounds like that, just not good. Great way to go out, Ron. Where can people Where can people get more Ron Babcock? Where uh, can you check you out. I update my blog daily at heyronblog.com. Like hey. RonBlog.com. You can find everything about me there. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in the program every Thursday, 8 o'clock, LA Talk Radio. This has been The Green Room. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today or tomorrow whenever you get to it. You should have seen she was really nice.